Brad and Fritz, Brad and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. Right, it's the Brad and Brit cast, our first one for this week. It's a uh, shortened week for us because, of course, of the national holiday on Monday, which we all hope you uh, uh, celebrated happily with your with your families. What? <laughs> What is it? July tenth? Is that what you're? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's July tenth. It's the uh, it's the day that the outfielders were freed from having to stay with the team that they were originally drafted with. It's oh, a, it's an important good for them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm listening over the weekend. I don't know if you ever listened to uh, Kara Swisher Scott Galloway's podcast yeah. together. The two of them, they're very good together, and. Uh, Galloway is talking about um, the you know the, the problems that Disney is having financially, and some talk that maybe Apple, with the stroke of a pen, could just buy up Disney and then have all that content and blah blah. blah. Okay, there's an idea. Apple uh, buying Disney, they could do it. And then he talks about. Snap, which is kind of the uh, also ran of social media, you know, they're not nearly as big as any of the other ones, including X, not quite as big, but they have a very attractive uh, audience because it's young people. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the youngsters use Snap to communicate with each other mm-hmm. a lot more than, than whatever old people like us use. And he says it would be just a natural for uh, Apple to grab Snap. It would allow them to distribute their Apple Plus video content out to. Uh, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting for the line. I'm waiting for him to say. And of course, the new company would be called Snapple. I'm waiting. Snapple. I'm waiting. Nice. And he nice. never. He never. Uh, you. Never I can't. Be, what, is that stiff. the most obvious yeah. joke in the yeah, history of good. jokes? It is. It is a rather obvious joke. It's, but how could you miss it? How could you blow that one? Snapple. Nope. Snapple. Nobody even thinks of Snapple anymore. Nobody really even right. thinks of them. Right. Right. Uh, you know what? If uh, they decided to do that, you'd hear of them because there'd be a lawsuit. But I'm sure they could settle it. But but that that I thought that was a. You know who used to have the big ideas. deal with Snapple? That was a Howard Stern. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, oh, yeah. You know, Snapple. Robin, Robin is nothing better than a good right, so, right, so here's another uh, here's another thing that, that came up. You've been here. Obviously, the, the strike in Hollywood. Yeah. A lot of it is based on actors and and writers saying uh, we don't want to become obsolete. We don't want artificial intelligence to be writing scripts. We don't want uh, artificial intelligence to be used in association with technology to use our voice or our physical likeness to recreate us even if it's not us speaking and uh showtime has a series on wilt chamberlain the great wilt chamberlain it's multi-part it's you know they they roll it out one a week and uh we're watching it last night and at the very beginning of the segment it says flat out the voice of Wilt Chamberlain is not his. It is artificial intelligence recreated of 
recordings of his actual voice. So throughout the the uh, documentary, whenever you hear Wilt Chamberlain narrating something, and it's not really him on camera speaking from video that was taken 40, 50, 60, you know it's fake. And we're watching it, and of course, it's terrible. It's It's this staccato, inhuman reproduction of his voice that kind of sounds like him but you know it's not him and at least they were honest enough to advertise that they were doing this but that's kind of the beginning by the way will chamberlain dead so he can't sue and say you shouldn't have been doing that with my my dead voice but you can just see what's going on here you can see what's going on i just don't know why that's necessary I, I, it wasn't necessary. That is, you you didn't even see it, and you realized how unnecessary that was to create dialogue that he never spoke. Like using, I've seen, there's like a two part yeah. series of Bill Russell on Netflix, and crazy enough, they just use recordings of his voice over the years. Well, <laughs> well, of course, I know, old man. You're going to say, well, how did we get away with all these, all these uh, uh, documentaries and and movies about people for the first hundred years of cinema after the person was dead? Without, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward but to having Brit. We're, Brit, we're going to be left in the gutter. On the oh, side yeah. of the street here. Oh, I think complaining about this stuff. It's over. I mean, I, I can't wait to hear the JFK speeches that are done by a computer. So I can know JFK finally for the first time. I think the only reason you haven't heard them yet is because you haven't sought them out. They're probably somewhere sure. already. Somebody's already doing them. Sure. I like the stuff where they have like Hank Williams Sr. singing like uh, NWA songs. Now, that, that stuff's funny. I, mean, I see the point in that. That's great. Everybody yeah, should yeah. do that. As long as, you're not, no, as long as you're not trying to pass it off. Right. Uh, it's obviously parody. It's obviously satire. Yeah. yeah. It's obvious. It's, it's like, I, I, I think that stuff is funny, but you know, I don't, I, yeah. I don't get it. Obviously. Yes. I have, I've, I've gone into the old man demo. Welcome. <laughs> nice good. to have it's you. It's okay. It's a good, it's a good spot. I'm okay with it. I'm glad to have you here. And that just reminds us that uh, at age 70, Pee Wee Herman dead, Trump still alive. <laughs> <laughs> why why did it have to be <laughs> it's like how and that's another thing like to to this generation how would you explain well he got caught jacking off in a theater watching porn okay so there's like seven questions that somebody under 40 would have there were theaters that showed pornography and you had to pay for yeah, that, it? yeah that would be the question <laughs> <laughs> But when you look at the scandals today or for why people are quote unquote canceled, this isn't even a one on a scale of one to 10, right? He didn't, he wasn't jacking off and making women watch it. He wasn't touching anybody's ass. He didn't rape anybody. There was no underage women. He wasn't going to an Island somewhere and fucking people. He wasn't on a yacht somewhere and fucking people. I mean, it was, this is nothing, right? Standards change. (laughs) I guess they do over the years. I guess that's what happens. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uncle funny. Uh, (laughs) All right. Here's the list. Here's the list. All right. Uh, Light bulbs up next in the on deck circle for your culture war shit list. Oh, boy. Uh, If you can't buy loyalty in the end, was it worth it, Don? Uh, Tell a Tommy Tuberville and his terrible twaddle. Uh, Trump's truth social is 
going right over the cliff. Eastman and Rudy better get <clears throat> bus tire proof jackets. Oh, nice. There you go. Uh, do the do the light bulbs first, because we went through a light bulb uh, kind of a social war early part of the century when they were trying to change us over from the old light bulbs to the LED types. Well, you're you're correct. This is just a continuation of uh, what was uh, started by that great environmentalist, George W. Bush. Yeah. The original rules for converting away from incandescent, the Thomas Edison style light bulbs, which have the little thing in there that, that, that lights up and there's heat and the light bulb's hot. So most of the electricity is converted not into light, but into heat. Uh, during the Bush administration, the second one, they said, look, we're going to pass a rule. And at a certain point, you're not going to be able to buy those old-fashioned light bulbs anymore. And Thank you. Thank they you. tap danced, and the Congress tapped. The Congress passed it, and then and guess who who uh, stood up for the American people and said, Barack, "No, no, no, Barack that was Obama. Donald Trump." No, <laughs> Donald was it? Trump. Of course. Of course. Uh, so the rule was originally issued in 2007. It was rolled back by the Trump administration, and then. Uh, Last year, the Biden administration updated it, and uh, as of right now, uh, you're not allowed to buy common incandescent light bulbs. Uh, there are some exceptions, though, for the light bulbs that are in your appliance or infrared lamps or plant lights. or you know, there, there are some exceptions. And some people, some people say that if they can't have the old-fashioned kinds of light bulbs, they're going to get headaches they're going to get migraines that the newer bulbs whether they're they're leds or anything is just it's not the same for them and they they have to have them so we're gonna we're gonna go down the uh the uh the medical excuse we're gonna get doctor's orders i guess for people uh to be able to still buy the uh, other kind of light bulbs on and on it goes but you can just see this is going to, this is right up there with uh, low flush toilets. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the whole thing. And, well, electric, and electric car engines. I mean, that's another one that they're. EVs, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, bring it on. It's funny because, uh, you know, we've been in our house since 1999, 24 years. And uh, we have a light fixture in the utility room where the washer and dryer are. And it's just your standard light fixture yeah, that uses those 48-inch long fluorescent bulbs. You know what they look like. Everybody knows. Right? There couldn't be anything more common in a house than those. And for years, for years, they've been uh, flickering. Not a lot, but not perfect. Don't stay on perfectly. Uh, you know, you live with it. Big deal. You're getting your washer to get started with the, and, and then you just leave the room. Who cares? All right. So a couple weeks ago, I said, this is really getting kind of bad. It's really getting annoying. Okay. And uh, I go to the internet and I ask the question, what's the deal with this? <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal with this? You just type in, what's the deal with this? And it knows what you're asking about. <laughs> 
And it, it, it turns out that they're, again, you don't know this stuff until you live in a house long enough for everything to go to shit. Yeah. Right? You've yeah, been in I... your house a long time now, and you're learning. Yeah. Block by block, inch by inch, room by room, that, that stuff just goes to shit that you it's never true. knew about. It's true. And and I find out that in one of these fluorescent fixtures, there is a thing called a ballast, B-A-L-A-S-T. Ballast. You can't see it. It's, it's, it's hidden down the middle of the fixture. It's hidden, and it can crap out after, guess what it says, about 20 years. Here we are. So... I'm faced with the homeowner's crisis of, do I just get a new fixture and try to put it up myself, being the genius that I am? Do I pay an electrician easily a couple hundred dollars? It's got to be that for them to walk through the door. I would think so. Or do I try to do it myself? I open up the light fixture and take everything off. And there it is. It's this thing. It's about a foot long. Yeah. Weighs a couple pounds. It's an important part that distributes the electricity to a fluorescent uh, bulb or bulbs. You have to have it and it has to work. So I unscrew it. I follow the directions. I go over to the Home Depot. Yeah. And I walk in there and I say to them, I need uh, a new ballast. And the guy looks at me and he says, I don't know anything about them. Hang on. We have an expert. Okay. (laughs) We have an expert in this. A woman comes out and she looks like she's been smoking cigarettes nonstop since the 40s. Okay. Hi, hon. Hi, hon. Hi, hon. And she says, What do you need? I said, I need a ballast. And I hand it to her. She says, I'll Come with me. And she goes over. There's a wall of about 50 of these. Yeah. And she looks and she said, This is the one. Take this. This will do it. Boom. Okay. I, I go home. I put it up. I connect the wires. And just like when you watch a, a, a space shot and it's those last 10 seconds before liftoff, you're so nervous. You are so nervous because I've, of course, disconnected the electricity from, yeah. you know, that room and that fixture. Yeah. So, so you wouldn't kill yourself. Yeah. So I go out into the garage and I put the electricity back on and then I walk over to the to the wall and the switch. And I'm thinking there's just no way. Number one, I'm a, the, the house is going to immediately catch fire and burn. There's no way. Is your wife watching? She's not watching. She's oh, upstairs. Okay. okay, good. Well, because that, that's added pressure. She's upstairs with several phones to be able to call 911. You got the extinguishers ready. <laughs> She's wearing the fire suit like NASCAR. Uh, we're, we're, we're ready. And I flick the switch. Oh, my God. It comes on. So beautiful. So bright, so lovely. Total cost, $30. It's a win. I finally won one of these. It's it weird. never goes right for me. It yeah. never works. It's weird. It don't never, you feel like, ever, the, you feel like ever the, the king of the world when you get one of those things done? I do. Now, but you got to be I careful do. because you it's, it's unfounded confidence because that makes you want to tackle something else and you could fall flat on your ass, ass next time or electrocute yourself. Are, are you saying you don't want your garage rewired? I can <laughs> you, do that. I mean, the, I the one that. that I did was I removed the shitty disposal that DR Horton put into my house. I got rid of that. Uh, 
That's that's a sensitive thing too because of water and electricity and leakage. Yeah, go I, ahead. I got it. I did it, and I was able just to feed pipe in from the dishwasher and, and over to my main. And it was fine. Good and for I saved you. myself several hundred dollars on that one. Yes, you did. And that yes, was a huge did. win. But I, you know, I have many many other things. <laughs> that I could easily go right out here and fuck up in about five seconds and destroy. We don't talk about the failures. <laughs> we just talk about the win. Fa- fa- failure, as always, is an orphan. The um, You started this segment by talking about uh, the light bulbs and the uh, coming cultural war and all that stuff. Get ready yep. for the anti-vax crowd to go at you over this woman's death. Unfortunately, the l- lieutenant governor of the state of New Jersey has passed away. Unspecified medical condition. She was hospitalized. At the age of 71, she passes away. Her name was Sheila Oliver. Hmm. Um, so I believe the anti-vaxxers will once again say, it's because of that. It's because of that. She took the vaccine and she died. They've got Jamie Foxx on their radar. That you know, Jamie Foxx got sick because he took the vaccine. It's just a fact now. It's just a fact. And various people, uh, LeBron James Jr., Bronny, reason he collapsed on that court is because of that, uh, that vaccine there, Brad. Oh. Wait, did, did Pee Wee Herman die because of the yes. vaccine in addition to the cancer that he had That's for six correct. years? That's correct. That was, it was the vaccine that did it. We had a story here locally where they had a, a kid. Well, it wasn't a kid. He was a young adult, and he did take the vaccine, and he did have myocarditis, which is a rare risk, and they acknowledged it, and there were medical bills that were involved, and eventually he had to go chase down a bunch of people, but they, had to, they eventually paid them off. And I know that the anti-vax crowd will act like that happened on every block, in every town, in every city in the United States of America. But it was an extremely, extremely rare thing. Oh, you're, you're, of course, truthfully referring to the millions of people that died that we don't know about. (laughs) Correct. I don't know how they were covered up. I don't know how they did it. The real risk of myocarditis was from, oh, what is it? Catching COVID! That was the real greater risk of getting myocarditis but again i i i uh, i defer to you uh anyway look for the light bulb issue to now be included in all future rallies by trump this is gonna <laughs> this is I, I, I know you're thinking well you know he never has any new material he's always and this is actually kind of old material that's being yeah. brought back yeah because remember, it was flush toilets for a long time. It was. It was. He hasn't talked about those for a while. So Wind, this windmills were a big in. deal. Solar power, all of that, all of that shit. By the way, yeah. Brad was uh, watching the the rally in Erie, Pennsylvania. So you didn't have to over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy it? No, it was just stupefying. <laughs> just excellent. Was there, was there, I mean, it was just, it was just a, uh, a litany of grievances. It was, it, and- first of all, it was, it was indoors and it was earlier in the evening than normal. He started at six o'clock. Usually he doesn't yeah. start these till seven or, or seven thirty eight o'clock. Uh, so he's looking out for his people. Uh, he Obviously. did it indoors. Clearly. It was kind of, kind of hot up there in Erie. All right. Um, uh, tell a Tommy Tuberville. And his terrible twaddle. Uh, Eastman and Rudy better get those bus tire proof jackets. <laughs> Let's do that one because it, it looks like, uh, as you point out, Donald Trump is about to turn on Juliana Eastman because they're going to try to salvage a sliver of their life for what, what is left of each life. 
the reporting on this comes out of the Rolling Stone. It says that Trump's legal team is planning to blame Trump's previous lawyers like Eastman and Giuliani uh, when he gets hit with criminal charges in the next few days, which apparently it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You get yourself a target letter. You don't just uh, frame it and put it up on the wall and laugh about it for the next few years. It's it's real. It's a uh, whatever a harbinger is. It is always a harbinger <laughs> of things to come. <laughs> According to Rolling Stone, Trump's lawyers are planning to argue that he was misled. Yes, Donald Trump, the man who listens to everyone who has information or advice for him, who never follows his own instincts, who never believes he knows more than his own lawyers, his own doctors, his own family, his own business associates. He just is a willing dupe of whoever walks into the room and says, do this or that. You're going to say that Eastman and Giuliani misled him about the legal feasibility of having Mike Pence just throw out the election results in coincidentally the uh, six or seven states that were battleground states that Joe Biden was winning (laughs) on uh, January 6th, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a coincidence that he picked those states to tell Pence to throw out the electors who were pledged to, of course, vote for the winner in those states, which was Joe Biden. Rolling Stone was told that the strategy of blaming the lawyers he chose to listen to over objections of his own White House counsel and senior officials of his own Department of Justice is an argument that the president likes and the team is on board with it. The team. Sorsen said that Eastman and Rudy gave a lot of counsel. Other people can decide how sound it was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One time, Donald Trump's spokesman, Stephen Groves, expressed skepticism about such a strategy to Rolling Stone as he said that Trump would clearly be stretching the limits of advice of counsel defense using that if he were trying to employ it. As a lawyer, I can't tell my client, this is this is exactly right, listen to this. Look, there's this obscure ancient law that I found that says you can kill your wife. If the client <laughs> goes out and kills his wife, he doesn't really get to turn back around and say, well, my lawyer said I could do that. <laughs> yeah, that's about correct. You can't do that. Just because you, you can find somebody to advise you probably to do anything. Illegal, right? Maybe. But these are, you know, these are these are hail mary kind of things. And you know, look, we've been we've been away from this uh, Brad and Brit cast for four days, and just in these four days, the uh, sort of Damocles just got a lot heavier, a lot sharper, and a lot closer to Trump's head because it looks like the methods used to flip mafia. Uh, people down the line from the Don, from the chief, are being employed here perfectly to get flunkies who worked for Trump at Mar-a-Lago. There'll be employee number three and employee number four. 
uh, pitting them probably against each other. One, not knowing whether the other one has uh, spilled the beans. So therefore, if I have lied or if I am lying and they know about it and I get indicted, uh, I'm dead to tomorrow. So I better tell everything I know and I better tell it truthfully or else at age, I think the this uh, last guy, the guy who's now the head of, he's the head of maintenance or, or, or something like that. Oh, yeah, D. Oliveira or whoever that guy is. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's 55 years old. So, well, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a, a few years ahead of him. And yeah. you really have to think at that age, do you really want to spend effectively the rest of your life sitting in prison in service to Donald Trump? This isn't even a, a political connection to him. This is just a guy who is running Mar-a-Lago. He could have been running the Doral country. He could have been running a, a pick a resort anywhere. It's, it's, it's Mar-a-Lago. So you're going to go down in service to this guy and ruin your life? Wow. Well, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm about to turn 53, and I'm like, I would not. No, I'm not going to. Not for you, asshole. Like if it was my mother and I had to go down and, and lie for her, or do whatever for her. Sure. Maybe. I don't think my mother would ever ask me to do that. Yeah. You know, and not- and uh, yeah, you, you and I are not lawyers here. No. But this whole issue of Trump and his super PACs and his Confederates paying for lawyers for people who are accused and it somehow is legal uh, because, as you know, lawyers always pledge to do what's in the best interest of their client. And whoever is paying them, Britt, will have absolutely no effect on the kind of advice they give. And there's no possible way that you could think that if uh, you or I are working for Donald Trump, and uh, we each make uh, a fairly small wage, and suddenly we're swept up into this, and we certainly can't afford high-priced legal talent, and uh, Donald Trump pays for our lawyer, uh, in, in no way would we ever be able to think that that lawyer might be doing things not necessarily in my interest or your interest, but they would be doing things in the interest of Donald Trump, who is paying them. Because uh, as was uh, said in my life, in another case, in another decade, by a crooked lawyer, I, I took the oath I couldn't possibly lie. That's what a lawyer said who lied in, in court as we opposed him for something. And these are in effect, mob lawyers mm-hmm. who are there to uh, protect the interests, not of the client. They are obligated, though, theoretically, by the uh, ethics canons to tell these two, number three and number four, all of their options. They can't hide them from them. They can't steer them into saying, yeah, yeah you can cop a plea and you can spill the beans on Donald Trump and uh, either get a light sentence or maybe completely walk free. You can't hide that from them. 
and tell the client, oh, we got to go all the way here. You, you've been set up and, and we're going to get you off, even though the lawyer might be lying to the client. And that's what Trump wants. Uh, it's, again, we're not lawyers. This should not even be allowed at all. There should be absolutely no connection between who you hire for your lawyer and other people who are involved in the same set of charges mm -hmm. that you're involved. I, I, again, this is the old thing that we're talking about with the Supreme Court. Who makes the rules here? Right. How How is that even allowed? Well, if you ask, if you ask Alito, there's no controlling legal authority. Yeah, fuck him. He gets to do whatever he wants to, and Congress can go pound pound sand. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> if someone Pee -wee was Herman. asking, Pee, Pee Wee Herman dead, Samuel Alito alive, still not fair, and apparently thriving. Uh, somebody was asking the question: Which indictment are you looking forward to? Is it one of the Jack Smith ones, like whether it's the documents or it's January the sixth, or if you're looking to the, forward to the one in Georgia, which appears mm. to be imminent? And, and I love the cage match between Donald Trump and Jack Smith because Trump is so, so outmatched. But the deliciousness of having a black female take him down in Georgia, that just puts that one a little ahead for me. That one just that one just throws it down for me to, to put it in the lead just a little bit. Well, I, I wouldn't be so uh, uh, tran transparently thin as to say something like that because that's really not the important issue here is not it, the issue but it's just a it little really cherry isn't. on top of the sunset well you know jack smith he's a white male so it's not as quite as exciting to take down donald trump because it's, it's a, a white better. male it's a little get bit out of here well Go look I, if the raiders beat the giants in the super bowl that's okay if they beat the cowboys that's even better that's what i'm saying that's what I'm saying here. Oh, because the Cowboys have a black quarterback? The Cowboys suck uh, ass. I see. Uh, you can't get me on that. The Raiders were the first organization to hire a black head coach. They currently have a black female president. Touchdown. Score. Checkmate. <laughs> There's the story that I was put up a moment ago. We we're talking about Trump's lawyers. Uh, the Trump leadership pack has requested $60 million refund from the super PAC as legal fees mount, Brad. Legal fees uh, mounting for the Donald. Hang on here. Just just a second. <laughs> we must have talked about this three years ago, four mm -hmm. years ago, five mm -hmm. years ago, as have other people, as it's been documented. And it apparently must be true that Donald Trump doesn't have any money. He may be house rich. He may be country club rich. He may be business rich maybe his businesses theoretically could be sold for something but in terms of having cash on him oh by the way uh i know how much cash do you have on you right now right now yeah in your wallet like a dollar i have like a dollar in my wallet the other night this is true the other night uh i went out to uh pick up some some food at our favorite pita place pita mm -hmm. delight and I walk in, and uh, really nice people there. And the guy says, uh, "No credit cards because you know our internet is down and we're not Ugh. connected up. I can't use it. Take cash only." And I said, "Guess what? You got the right guy." I had, <laughs> uh, I had, 
what I think I had you know seventy or eighty bucks on whatever it was, and I was able you to pay for carry. it. So you always, it's true, you always have to have something. It, you should, it, it I, is true. You should always but carry if Donald cash. Trump. If you're Donald Trump, not true. Apparently, he has nothing. He can't even pay a, a lousy. And I'm using this in a in a proportional manner. He can't even pay a sixty million dollar series of legal bills without it becoming a public event because he's trying to, of course, get out of paying anything by using the money that he's raising from the rubes all across the country that go to these uh, super PACs to, to pay Would his legal be, bills. He's such a cheap ass piece of shit. I want you to, I want you to answer this question truthfully. Would you be surprised if Donald Trump didn't, wasn't even a millionaire with an M would you be surprised if you counted the liabilities toward him versus his assets and then subtracted all of these super PACs that he can grab money for and get Melania's makeup no. done or whatever? Would, would you be terribly I, surprised? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think he probably is a, a you know, several millionaire, but um, the way you frame it, it could be technically true. It, it, it could be technically true. The greatest thing to happen now that we're talking about this would be at one of these appearances where he walks into a a restaurant like the one he did in Miami or where he's uh, going around acting like a big deal at, at a McDonald's. Everybody, I'm going to buy everybody McDonald's here. Would it not be the greatest thing ever for a reporter to say, so how much cash do you have on you? And of course, he'll immediately lie and say some ridiculous amount, or he would say, I don't carry cash. I have other people. You know, he he wouldn't have money on him. That's my point. He would have no money on him, which, of course, would prove nothing, but it would be very entertaining, wouldn't it? Do you remember uh, WWE Hall of Famer Gorilla Monsoon? Yeah. Uh, part owner of the, of the business with uh, Vince McMahon's father. Anyway, he used to carry around routinely a few thousand dollars. On the regular, just to, just carrying around money every day. Go to pick up the paper, go to get breakfast over at the diner, carry five grand. And people would ask him, Gorilla, what would you, why are you carrying that much money? Gino, why are you carrying all that money? He goes, I want to buy something. That, that was his line every single day, all the time. Well, <laughs> you, was anybody going to mug him? Probably not. There you go. Pro- probably not. Although in yeah. today's society, in Joe Biden's America, yeah. it's so dangerous. That's yeah, true. Yeah, good point. <laughs> good point, Einstein. <laughs> uh, speaking of Einstein's, let's talk about this asshole Tommy Tuberville, the uh, junior senator from the great state of Alabama, former head coach uh, at Auburn University. Yeah. Uh, continues to make the dumbest statements possible. Uh, White House is hitting back at Tommy Tuberville, formerly the head football coach at Auburn University for putting a blockade on what the president says are now more than 300 promotions and bonuses for members of our armed forces, which require confirmation from the Senate. And because of the wonderful rules of the U.S. Senate, if just one senator objects, it's the equivalent of dumping 400 pounds of sand into your gas tank. Nothing is going to move. So the White House on their official Twitter X account, whatever it is, uh, published a bunch of headlines from various uh, publications, including 
the hill, which says Tuberville's hold leaves um, Marines leaderless for the first time in 164 years. Uh, Military.com says Army Navy will be the latest services without chiefs as Senator maintains block on confirmation. And he's doing it ostensibly uh, over the issue of abortion because he's saying that the military, therefore the taxpayers, should not be paying for women who are on military bases in states Mm-hmm. where abortion is either uh, illegal or almost illegal with you know, six-week bans or 12-week bans. They should not be subsidized and be flown to uh, more liberal states where abortion is still legal because of the longstanding rule. I believe that's the Hyde Amendment that says taxpayer money should never be used for abortion. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And therefore, because of that, because of his wonderfully principled stand on behalf of the babies. Hundreds and hundreds of military promotions are being held back. And as always, the Republican Party takes care of their own. They discipline their own and keep them. No, they don't. They're just letting him get away. (laughs) They're letting him just rock. (laughs) They're helpless. I think he's also named like woke policies, the transgender stuff and all that stuff in the military and uh, diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he can't really settle on anything because he's an idiot. I, he's a this dumbass. Is what, I, this is what I believe is is true here. Nothing is ever as it appears, and I'm not claiming that Tommy Tuberville is this great strategist, but I believe that this is more about the equivalent move here that conservatives and Mitch McConnell used for uh, these many years to block Democratic Supreme Court nominees, federal court nominees below the level of the Supreme Court over and over and over again, sometimes indefinitely in hopes that there will one day be a Republican president. And therefore, that open seat on the courts could be filled by a Federalist Society, Mitch McConnell, right-winger. And I believe here that the Tuberville's plan, if there is one, is really to stand here and hold his breath, hoping that Trump gets elected so that Trump can appoint a bunch of military lackeys who would be loyal only to him beginning in 2025. That's a pretty out there conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. you may say. It's not too far off. But why Why would that not be, no. in their opinion, a wonderful byproduct of this supposed move to save the babies? Not only do we save the babies, but we save the open uh, spaces. We save the promotions for people who are Loyal to Donald Trump, because remember, when you're an authoritarian and you're taking over in a de facto dictatorship, when you're starting to run a fascist society, you know, one of the things you have to have loyal to you is the military, right? Mm-hmm. Got to have the military, you got to have the courts, you got to have the press. 
And I think this is part of that. I can't prove it. We'll see if uh, suddenly tomorrow Tommy Tuberville comes to his uh, senses, right, and says, oh, no, I've made my point. Yeah. I, I, well, uh, yeah, eventually he gets beat up by somebody and they take him over the side and say, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but again, as you point out, that Republicans doesn't happen. Really, that never yeah, happens. Republicans are not that great at policing their own. No, I don't think there's a plan. Uh, I think it's the Vin Diesel thing from one of the Fast and Furious movies. I, just, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. That's basically Tommy Tuberville. He's not thinking about tomorrow. He's just trying to make it well, through the end of the day. In in his case, wouldn't it be, oh, I live my life 10 yards at a time. 10 I'm yards a at a time. Coach. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> he isn't even clever enough to say that. <laughs> He's so. truly, truly an awful human being. Truly a despicable human being. Well, when you think of uh, um, the state of Alabama, yeah, and uh, what happened there, yeah. Remember, uh, Tupperville beat Doug Jones for that seat. You know, correct. Doug Jones, the great prosecutor who prosecuted the uh, people who perpetrated the Birmingham bombings of the nineteen sixties. A great, he was a great senator just for the uh, year and a half or two that he was in there, and it would have been a great statement by the people of uh, Alabama that they've moved on. But instead, no, they've gone back and elected the uh, the equivalent of a George Wallace hmm. kind of uh, antediluvian, good old boy Southern senator from forties or fifties, James Eastland, people like yeah. that names of the past um, and so it makes it very difficult not to keep doing the same stupid jokes about alabama well they do kind of sitting in north carolina and we're on the precipice of going right oh. over that cliff with them so oh speaking of which did you read the article about trisha cotham the uh lady who switched parties and giving the uh the republicans their supermajority? well I, I, I did and, and without we don't have to go over all the details because most people know that, you know, she's the the uh, formerly Democratic uh, state. Uh, she, she state senator says that House or Senate. I, I think remember. she was in the House. She, she flipped the House, she flipped the House, um, but ran as a, a Democrat and a, a liberal and a, a person who'd spoken eloquently against laws restricting abortion for for years. And, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, she suddenly decides, well, I'm a Republican now. And what what you get out of that article, which really doesn't add any information to those of us who well, know the story, it doesn't the really fix add was in. new. The fix was in the, from the beginning. Well, the, the fix was in, but no one will talk about why and Look. what that leads you to believe and it leads you to speculate about is just how much money was deposited in her bank account Yep, for this to happen. Yep. And also, I love the idea. If you, if you won't even say, if you won't even say, well, my ideology changed. Sometimes you get older and, and things look different. She won't even, she won't talk to anybody. It literally she will is not like. talk to anybody. It literally is. They were mean to me. And also, I love that when they go, well, you know, there were rumors about her having an affair with Tim Moore, the Speaker of the House. And Tim Moore goes, that's, I am outraged. Oh, yeah, Tim, I'm so sorry for questioning whether you could put that thing in your pants. I am so sorry. How dare I? As he goes through his alienation of affection suit. Fuck you. 
Obviously, you got a pecker issue. Get out of here with that. And uh, uh, assuming that's not really the reason that someone would would switch parties. Okay, then tell us us why, Trisha. They were mean to me. They were nice to me. No. She really wasn't getting the attention and the spotlight and the acclaim and the fame that she wanted. That's what that's Uh what she said. She's like, oh, they're just everybody else is getting Marsha, 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 Marsha. Nobody changes parties. There are lots of people in in every walk of life who don't well, get quite the love. I, and maybe there are some people who are a little do, more narcissistic. They turn on everything that they believe in. Maybe uh, so, though. Maybe maybe this is like the, the incredible narcissistic person that wasn't getting the headline that she wanted. She goes, ah, I'll just switch parties. That'll. I don't believe you see that. Well, that, you know what, that's what they're trying to pass off for it. That's what they're saying. You, are you going along with that? I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that for one second. It could be a combination of she got paid off and then she's a narcissistic brat and she was having an affair with Tim Moore. It could be all three of those things. All three of those things could be true. It could be a combination. Speaking of narcissists, we leave today with, uh, Joe Rogan, apparently Ray Epps, the guy that they keep talking about, who was uh, an FBI guy, who was the guy behind fomenting insurrection on January 6th. It's all his fault. And uh, Joe Rogan has now said that uh, January 6th is a false flag uh, operation, that Ray Epps was responsible for it. I do hope that, that Joe Rogan and, and uh, Spotify get sued into the very depths of hell. I hope they get one of those judgments like Fox News got against them, and I hope it's hundreds, and I hope it bankrupts the company. I hope it destroys Spotify because they've known about this shit for a while. They put up for a while, and I hope Ray Epps sues their ass and leaves them in well, the dust. Uh, Britt, Spotify is not a publisher, as you know, <laughs> and they are not responsible for they are They are kind of a publisher. They are kind of, they, they publish this stuff exclusively. Yeah. 